Welcome to the Fin Nation podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs are leaders that rise together. Success does not have a definition. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm your host, White Gannon, the down-to-earth chick with a different name. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back, Fem Nation. Today, I have Sarah Van Hoos, who is a wife, a mom, and a personal finance coach. I absolutely appreciate the order she gave me those in. Um, but we have an amazing guest in Sarah today, and I look forward to talking about her entrepreneurial journey and uh, allowing her to share the evolution of who she is today and what what she solves for people today in her business, but also who she is as a person. So take a moment and let's welcome Sarah to the episode. Thank you for coming on, Sarah. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to share my story. So let's start with the the main and the only given question. Where did your entrepreneurial journey begin? The short answer is on an airplane headed back to Portland from Mexico. Mm, Tell me more. Yes, I knew (laughs) you'd want to know more. (laughs) Um, Let's see. So my husband and I love to vacation around our anniversary. And uh, we kind of fell in love with this little island off of Mexico called Isla Mujeres. Mm. Uh, Beautiful white beaches, wonderful community, great food, all the things that you're looking for in vacation destination. And a couple of years ago, as we were getting ready to head back home, My husband and I had talked about, you know, maybe someday we'll want to retire there, spend half of our time there, do a little bit more um, downtime, right, in our later years of life. And as we're getting back on uh, the airplane to head home, I said, wait a minute. I said, why do we have to wait uh, to to enjoy, you know, some of that downtime or enjoy what this sort of community feel and this more relaxed uh, nature has to offer us. What value is that for our kids? Uh, We have two daughters. uh, They are 11 and eight. And uh, I just saw this as an opportunity to not wait until I'm 60 to do something that I really wanted to do or something that was beneficial for our kids. So I said, you know what, let's do it now. You know, let's do it sooner rather than later. And so my husband, you know, kind of laughed at me a little bit. And, you know, I'd had I'd had a Bloody Mary or two before we, you know, <laughs> copped on the airplane. And uh, he said, well, you figure out a plan for that and, uh, and, and we'll talk about it. So on my little Alaska Airlines napkin uh, right there in my seat, I started to craft a plan. And it was really built around our finances. Well, what do we need to with our finances in order to support uh, making a move like this? And I, it all entailed me quitting my nine to five job. And uh, you know, so that was number one. I needed more time and more more flexibility right. and more freedom. Uh, and then, how could my husband, who was is self employed, um, you know, have some versatility to his work? And what would we do with our home back back here? And how much did we really need to live on? So I crafted all the plan. I handed him my napkin and he said, I'm going to need something a little bit more robust than this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was like, okay, so let me figure this out. So 
that was January of 2019. And um, over the next few months, you know, I doctored up my napkin to become a spreadsheet style. And he still needed a little bit more information. He wanted to know about the logistics, all right, how what's going to happen with the kids schooling? Um, what, you know, what do we do for transportation? You know, what are we doing with the house? He, he needed more than just the numbers. So I started a blog. Uh, I started blogging about this big idea that I had a little bit crazy, maybe to some, uh, to do something totally different and not wait to really live the life that I wanted um, and, until I was older. So I blogged about my journey to influence my husband uh, to move to Mexico, at least for a couple of years. That's what I told him. Like, let's just do it for a couple of years. If we mm-hmm. don't like it. We'll change our mind. Right. So I started uh, blogging uh, regularly about this this journey, and um, you know picked up a few followers and picked up the excitement around like doing something different. And as I got further in the, in, I guess a few months in, probably um, my husband realized that I was serious. Like I was serious about doing this. This was no joke. And he says to me in a very transparent moment, he just said, "You know what? I." it feels too weighty for me to be the only income bearer at this point. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm self-employed, you know, I'd be further, a lot further away from my kind of normal clientele. Um, I would feel much more comfortable if you also were um, earning an income as well. So um, historically, or really over the last 20 years, I've been in healthcare leadership and healthcare leadership has required me to be close to hospitals uh, very physically and and working on site in that uh, leadership uh, role with caregivers. And um, I had a little bit of a breakdown, maybe a meltdown. I don't know what you want to call it. Um, but I, I had, there were a lot of tears because I didn't know that I had the right skill set to transfer into doing something in an online space or to continue my I didn't want to continue that same career path. I knew that it wasn't going to work, you know, beachside. Right. Um, so I, I was really um, concerned about what I would do next. So I uh, took a moment and um, brought myself back together and ultimately started asking myself more questions. All right, what what skills do I have uh, that could transition to an online space? What would allow me the flexibility, both with my time and location so that I could make this happen. So I was reflecting back on some of my blog posts and some of the ones that were the most commented on or the most talked about were ones dealing with our finances. So I was being transparent and sharing, you know, what we would do with transportation and the fact that we we don't have any debt. And so we have a lot of flexibility and not needing to have a high income in order to cover our expenses. And so I I decided that I would marry and blend the things that I love about personal finance um, and being able to help others with that through personal finance coaching. So uh, soon after that, um, I went on this continued journey to uh, train myself as um, um, a personal finance coach and then started my business a few short months later. So now I am a personal finance coach. I work solely online or through Zoom with mm-hmm. my clients and have that flexibility and freedom in order to um, do what I love. And eventually, I hope that it it turns out that it's beachside. Yes, but that's a goal you're going to. And this is obviously a few steps from the napkin. Yes. <laughs> you, so you've done it. You've made progress. Um, now, 
that being said, I have um, history in the financial world and just because part of my background includes accounting. And so that fascinates me to some degree because it is, an, I believe, in the online space, not just as uh, somebody in your role, but as a conversation in general, it is a widely overlooked topic. You know, people talk about statistics and numbers on, you know, what an upsell on a funnel can do for you. But the problem is, is we're not talking about the real world numbers of what actually exists in people's bank accounts or people's businesses, or how do they ultimately scale their business the right way from where they currently are, which is, is unique to them and not like anybody else's spot because their scenario is a little bit different. So I find it fascinating in the financial space. What have you found in this journey that you've started to take clients through and maybe even for yourself that was probably one of the most pivotal aha moments in the financial sector that seems to get in the way of success to realize a dream of being beachside? Hmm. I think that one of the common trends that I've found is that, and you you hit on it as well, people are not talking about money. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not really normalizing the conversation. When we talk about goals, the fact that I was putting out my big goal out there to the world was uh, sure a little bit scary to me, you know, because it may not happen or may not happen the way that I had originally envisioned, but people are not talking about their big financial goals um, or making a plan with their financial goals in order to meet those next level goals that they have for themselves. So there's a little bit of money shame out there, the way that they've handled their money in the past and or the fact that um, some basic financial literacy is not common knowledge uh, and also not anybody's fault. You know, it's not uh, something that we necessarily learned from our parents. If you did learn from your parents, um, it may not have been the right message. You may have been picking up some bad habits or rebelling against their good habits. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not something that's taught in school. So there's some shame in that game a little bit. And then also um, just, again, normalizing the conversation. Mm -hmm. How do you help your clients you know, what, what's kind of a progression? Where do they start usually? And, and how do you like to help them maybe achieve a goal or get to a growth trajectory in their business? What is it that you love to do about that the most? Hmm. I think my favorite um, component or transition, uh, transformation rather uh, with my clients is seeing them sometimes go from overwhelmed and hopeless uh, to a feeling of, um, hope, hopeful, and uh, having the the visual that they actually can succeed or they can get to that next level. Uh, a lot of my clients um, start out in um, a great amount of debt. So overwhelmed with some of their past uh, choices, perhaps. A lot of folks are still carrying around some student loan debt, uh, we've got credit card debt. Just It comes in a variety of shapes and uh, sizes. And still chasing that next thing or still wanting to adult, you know, in their mm-hmm. current generation and keeping up with what that looks like while still taking care of a whole lot of their past. And um, getting to the right, the right mindset of uh, there's a the level of contentment that I try to help my clients reach being okay with where you're at and uh, taking some time to really dive in and forward focus. I want you to see what's in the future, but also we're going to have to dive in and take care of your past that you've got all your energy that you can muster towards what your goals are for the future. Mm -hmm. So 
let's shift it back to the conversation with you for your entrepreneurial journey. How do you define success? What does that look like for you? That's a good question. One way that I've defined success for myself is um, by doing what I love, what I've I've come to truly love is being able to help trans, uh, transform people's lives. Truly, it sounds cheesy for sure, you know, uh, but it, it's totally true. <laughs> Cliche. Uh, no, I'm just yes, joking. <laughs> yes. No, but I understand what you're saying. Uh, yeah, being able to right do what I love and making earning a living while I'm at it. So I'm able to earn a living while helping people do what they want. This week actually is a really big week for me. I will be putting in um, my 90-day notice with my nine-to-five employer at my healthcare organization, and uh, going, you know, going solo. So July 1st is my last day, and um, that that for me is success. Congratulations on that. Thank I know you. that that's a big decision. You know, when when you cross that bridge, it's just like, here it is. Yeah, this is what I'm going to do. That's amazing. And amazing that you're achieving this particular milestone with having put that in, because I know that there are listeners out there that dream of doing what you just did, you know, and having launched something and, and seeing the potential of it growing and, um, them being able to see life in it, you know, so you're able to visualize logically, because you obviously are doing it with the numbers in mind, but you're able to visualize the possibility of what is being created as you move towards that July 1st last day there. So I know that there are many listeners that do also carry that desire to even get to the point that you're at so that they can feel that measure of success that they're actually um, making physical progress not just learning progress or uh, starting to generate income into a bank account. But now this is a physical thing that, you know, physical change that you're making in your life and knowing that you're going to be able to do it and be able to move along and them seeing you, your ability to stand strong in that decision and cross that bridge is hopeful. It's hopeful for it them. It is hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it will inspire others to see what that looks like. What's that projection look like for you to put in, to put in your notice? It's a big, it feels like a really big deal. So being with a company for 20 years and then going out on my own. So you're going from right salary, stability, health insurance, retirement contributions, all of those things. Yes. But also, you know, keeping my why in mind, that has been a really big focus point for me. Again, a success measure. My kids, you know, being able to have more flexibility, more time with my kids is part of what I wanted um, with that move to Mexico. You know, I, I wanted to be able to go do social studies down, you know, down at the farmer's market, right. you know, be able to do, you know, health and science just outside in the world. And, uh, but really what I was looking for was more time, you know, outside of a nine to five Monday through Friday role. And I'm going to be able to do that, uh, with my own entrepreneurial journey. Mm -hmm. I can dictate when I'm going to work and when I'm not going to work, if I want to do a field trip or not, uh, you know, right. I've got some flexibility in that as well. So my why of, of ultimately being able to have more time with my family or time with my kids is, um, still that success measure too. I'm, I'm going to be able to do that. Absolutely. What is one accomplishment in your business growth that you're proud of? Hmm. Um, actually, I'm coaching coaches now. Yes. So yeah, so that that was really kind of unexpected. 
as I'm coaching uh, clients on their financial journey, I found that um, some coaches, very similar to where I was at, juggling between starting a business uh, while working full-time, while having a family, they were really um, struggling with trying to figure out some of the logistics and some of the time management components. So uh, very recently, I started coaching coaches on some of uh, those tactics that I have used over the last year as I'm building my business, but also bringing some of that history of my own um, uh, role in in leadership and and uh, at my prior my, my prior role to help guide that as well. I've got some tools in my tool belt mm-hmm. uh, that can help coaches um, on their journey as well. So that's been uh, that's been a fun surprise. How has the entrepreneurial journey changed you as a person, do you think? Mm, I think that I've been more vulnerable, both with uh, my family and probably with myself uh, in terms of what my expectations are around uh, maybe how much income I, I generate. And then, you know, honestly, in a very silly way, like doing reels videos on Instagram, Uh (laughs) this like uh social media Uh component that I I certainly would not have done um, in my, my traditional sort of personal life. But, you know, I'm like, how do I make finance fun? Well, it turns out doing a reel will uh, accomplish that mission. Uh, (laughs) What's your favorite one so far? Your favorite reel? What did you do? Oh, let's see. I did. um, I did one yesterday that I tr- I'm trying to remember what the, the song is or something, but it's like, uh, no, I'm not going to remember, but it's like, you wake up and you're like, yeah, you're like, you're super excited, you know, about like what's happening. And I likened it to, um, when you finally like are not afraid of your finances, like when you're finally like leaning into like, Hey, this is actually like not so stressful. Like, like I got this, mm-hmm. but I'm like lying in bed and then I like wake up, you know, to this song or whatever. It's just, it's, it's so funny. I mean, it's just like <laughs> we're all going to go hunt it down. Yes. Right. <laughs> Talk about vulnerability. That's a good way to kick some of that to the curb. Tell me about imposter syndrome. How have mm. you dealt with that as you've grown your business and transitioned? Yeah, that's, it's a real thing. I've, I noticed that, you know what? Um, it's that idea of being okay with being new again, you know, being new to, um, this role, I, I initially kind of had this expectation of myself. Well, I've, I've been in the working world for 20 some years. Like I should be able to, you know, get right out there and be able to do all the things. Well, it turns out, um, you can't always do all of the things. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I, I waffled between not being able to do all of the things and then and being okay with not being able to do all of the things. So giving myself some grace and not being able to do it kind of right the first time, practicing and yeah, just again being vulnerable in that and being able to say, you know what, I'm I'm not well, I'm not, you know, the best at this. You know, I'm I'm still mm-hmm. learning. So mm-hmm. Did you ever feel like in in a vulnerable or imposter syndrome part, a piece somewhere along the way in the journey that you overcame it? Were you just like, yes, I kicked that one to the curb. Have you ever felt that? I'm just curious because when you were talking about it, I was just like, you know, I wonder, I know imposter syndrome. We all know imposter syndrome is a thing. Vulnerability is a thing. We have to be willing to 
do a, a an Instagram reel that, you know, puts us out there a little bit. We have to be willing to write the post or or share the video or, you know, whatever. Whatever all of those things are each each for us individually. But is there ever a moment that you're just like, yes, I nailed that one. Maybe there's imposter syndrome or vulnerability somewhere else and something else linger around that'll come around. But is there ever that is there is there one of those? I don't know. I'm just curious. I don't know that there's a single moment, but uh, in the beginning of my coaching career, so I, I started out as a coach January of 2020 and kind of finished up my certification uh, pieces in late February and then COVID happened. Mm. So I had this period of time that I was uh, looking to grow my business, but finding leads that wanted to give away their money at this point, you know, oh. to right? Yes. It was really difficult. Everybody naturally, right? It was like, got to hold on to what you can because the world was crazy. Still is a little crazy. <laughs> Side note. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, I went through a really dry spell of not having any leads, not having any coaching clients, uh, for my first several months of being in business. And, um, you know, my husband was kind of looking at me being like, so, so this is what you're going to do. <laughs> uh, you know, I had this, these, um, several moments where I, and, and I had to have some conversations with myself. I'm like, well, is this what I'm going to do? Like, if it's not going to be lucrative, if I can't, um, find the, find the clients to help, um, make this a, a viable business, then maybe this is not what I was meant to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe this is not the calling that I thought that it was. So my mom actually is a great inspiration uh, for me here. So she loved what I was doing. And um, one day she gave me this, um, my mom's old school, this word document uh, that had um, different kind of quotes on it or, uh, or pictures. And she knew that um, between my husband and I, I had this date that, hey, if this is not financially viable, then I'm going to, I need to do, make a different decision. So she knew this date. And so she sent this uh, document to me and uh, it really kept me kind of going, knowing that I had, I did have purpose, you know, that somebody else right. could see um, outside of that. And my husband, not that he doesn't uh, see purpose in me, but it was so close, you know, it was so close to home, literally, that um, having my mom kind of have it, have that outside perspective and be an encourager um, was really helpful in me kind of getting to the other side of that. And as soon as... Um, just before kind of my timeline, my, my timeline to stop coaching and do something different. Um, I started gaining clients, you know, so mm-hmm. again, practice and, um, helped with that empowerment and that, uh, overcoming really of the imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. And you did, you did overcome not that it doesn't creep into other places, but that was, that's a good one, but that's also, um, a great note to, you know, to lean on your, your inner circle, your people, you know, the people that can see what it is that as you're wading through the mud and and the thickness of the building side of it, they can say, no, you got, you've got this, you've got it. We see, you know, that's where your tribe, your people, your inner circle, your family, you know, whatever that is individually to each of us, we have it somewhere. And that's where the strength of them comes into play for us building our businesses. Don't you think? Totally. Yeah. It was pivotal for me in that, in that kind of dark time. Mm -hmm. How would you say with all of the things of growth, uh, and in the growth phase, knowing where you're, you're working towards, how would you say you balanced your home life, your personal life, not necessarily home life, but personal life around your work life and your business life? 
How'd you do that? Yeah, it's been a struggle. Um, but again, uh, practice and, and adjustments as needed. I do a lot of calendar blocking, time blocking, you know, so there are days that um, I take coaching clients. There's days that I'm working on the business side of the business. And then there's days that I'm um, really dedicating time to my family. Mm -hmm. So making sure that I'm organized with my time has been really important as there are only so many hours of the day, but also um, probably one of those pieces that kept me waking up early in the morning was having some quiet time for myself. Yes. So making sure that I'm doing that each morning, um, it's early, it's usually around four 30 in the morning, but nobody else is awake. You know, it's mm-hmm. this quiet time for me to have a cup of coffee, do a little devotion, take a look at the planner and see what's ahead for me and really kind of center myself getting in a workout those mornings, um, several days of the week. And then I'm ready to kind of tackle the day, mm-hmm. uh, whatever that looks like. So just as you would suggest for the finances and that you coach clients, Um, with knowing those finances, also being aware of the different areas of your life to make sure that you're giving the same, you know, paying the same attention and um, giving space to them as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where do you want to grow from here? What does it look like on the other side of July 1st? Mm. Oh, I can't wait. Balance is one word uh, that I see in my future. I'm trying to keep it balanced as it sits now, but it it's a struggle, uh, you know, with young kids and their online schooling half the time and all the things we already referenced uh, <laughs> cra- crazy years. Um, it just allows for, I want to say just a little bit more living. I mean, there's both some great focused um, time to my work and how I'm able to help people with their finances, but there's more time to give back um, and there's more time to not have anything to do at all. Mm -hmm. And of course a beach. Yes. There's a beach in there. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah, this has been amazing. It's been amazing to chat with you and and hear kind of what, what brought you to this point in the back end, where can the listeners actually find you, connect with you, get to learn more about you? Yeah. I'm over on Instagram doing reels on the regular. Clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All vulnerable and such. Um, You can find me at Journey to Influence on Facebook or Instagram. And my website is myjourneytoinfluence.com. Excellent. I want to thank you for coming out to this podcast today, being my guest and sharing your wisdom and your journey with us. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me, White Dev. I love the conversation. Guys, make sure you check out where you can find Sarah and what she has to teach you because there's some valuable points inside of this conversation as well as I'm sure she's going to be able to drop some amazing knowledge bombs on those reels, right? (laughs) But anyway, definitely check out the show notes, check out her links. And as always, keep moving forward. Thanks for listening to the Femination Podcast. If you'd like to continue the conversation, have a no BS place to ask your business questions, and connect with like-minded women entrepreneurs, join the Fem Community, our free group on Facebook. And don't forget to check out the next 21-day challenge at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Let's crack the door to what's possible when you begin leading yourself first. If you love this show, subscribe and share it with a friend. 
If this episode impacted you, it would mean the world to me if you left a review so others know what's possible by listening. I'm already looking forward to the next episode with you.